Hi, Ryan. Hi, Sam. Hi, Hi Harvest. Ew, I'm regretting doing this podcast. <laughs> Harvest, you forgot your line. <laughs> I, it was close. Okay. Welcome to Okay But Listen. Ryan, what are we doing? We- oh, I was supposed to say Okay But Listen. <laughs> no, it's staying in. <laughs> Stop. No, get ending. Get Hi, Ryan. <laughs> okay. So today we're going to be talking about nostalgic things. Ooh. <laughs> Why did we all do that? So, me, Sam, and unfortunately Harvest, who is here. You literally invited me to do this. Don't act like I just showed up. She just showed up like a stray. She walked in, asked me to give her food and water. Ugh. But we all picked three TV shows, movies, songs, bands, and books that are nostalgic to us and hopefully you. Yeah. I think we kind of stuck with 2000s-ish era, like at Harvest and I were talking, it was like kind of middle school era into a little younger, especially yeah. for some yeah. of the things you'll see. I mean, we'll explain why they're important to us. So. Yeah, I would say disclaimer for mine, a lot of them are like when I was younger, younger, like eight-ish, Okay, but it's because they carried over into like middle school and I still liked them. Yeah, that's fair. I think yeah. I have a solid mix of that too. We'll be All good. Right. Yeah. So I think we're going to start with movies, correct? That was really a dramatic pause. You did. <laughs> it was we're like starting with movies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ryan, start with movies. All right. I hope none of us picked the same things. I was very concerned about that. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk that. at all. Yeah, yeah so. we did not tell each other. Oh, well. So we it's... may not have nine, but that's we'll okay. Figure it out. Okay. All right. My first one is Hocus Pocus. Good choice. So far, no. I've oh. never seen Hocus Pocus. What? <laughs> I thought you were going to say you wrote it down. I was no, like, no. Like, what I've do you mean you haven't it. seen okay, Hocus well, Pocus? Okay, tell me about it. I can with her. I feel like everyone's seen Hocus Pocus. We're quitting the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Hocus Pocus is a movie from 1993 starring Betty Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker. Wait, no. Oh, no. no. I knew. <laughs> Damn it. Betty. Damn first it. name. First name. You I, know I'm bad at it. Betty Midler. <laughs> Her evil twin sister. <laughs> Betty Midler. All right. You should anyway. just quit. Okay. Bye, guys. <laughs> All right. And then uh, Kathy Najimi. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? Just keep going. It doesn't matter who's in it. How do you say that? <laughs> Najimi. Okay, but see, that's a weird last name. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Whatever, whatever, we're moving on. There's witches. Yeah, yeah, they they are the three witches. My favorite witch (laughs) is Sarah Jessica Parker. Mine too. Okay, good. Oh, you can pronounce her name, huh? That's easy. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're rude. Anyway, Harvest can't have a favorite witch. I think Harvest is her own favorite witch. Her That's favorite true. witch is Betty Midler. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, did you know, Sam, it's a cult classic? I did know that. Funny. We didn't talk about that on the one podcast we did. I think did. I saw it on the list, but chose a different Halloween one. I forget what I chose. I did horror films instead. Oh, But yeah. I know I saw it on there. Because it's, I mean, it's well-loved. That makes sense. A lot of people do like that movie. Yeah. I need to get on the train. Yeah. Har- Harvest, it's on every Halloween. I know, I just Do you know anything other... about the plot? I just know that there's three witches. Alright, so like, there's these two kids that move to this new town, and then like, this teen's like, wow, look at that girl, I want her. <laughs> so he tries to impress her by like, they break into the, like, witches... Hut thing. I, I don't know. What do you want to call Witches it? Hut Junior. I, <laughs> I don't The witch is like the hut they had back in the day. It's like a staple to their the town. coven. No, it's, it's not, not a coven because there's three witches. I know. So they light a candle and they said that if a virgin lights the candle, the witches will come back. Oh. Which, like, rip, it was a virgin. This is spicy. I didn't think it was like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So he lights the candle, then the witches come back, and then the witches are all about, like, taking children to, like, get their youth so they can stay young and hot. Oh. And Bette Midler does a really awesome version of I Put a Spell on oh, You at one point. So okay, she sings it. I heard that. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, she's, she's the best. Yeah, so then they just, the whole movie's about the kids trying to get the witches to go away. 
right. And there's like the zombie guy. I can't oh, remember yeah. his name. Oh man, Billy. Billy. Yeah. yeah, it's that actor. It plays like all of the like body costume roles in like all the classic Hollywood movies, and I love him. So he's like my favorite character from the movie. It's an amazing movie. It is. It's I good. you need to watch. All right, watch you, it this you Halloween. You sold me. I'll watch it this Halloween. Was it the Virgin? That's what. Yeah. <laughs> no. no, I've always said like every Halloween, I'm like, oh, I should watch this movie, and then I just watch like my Halloween classic movies, and I just never get to it. Yeah, she I watches feel like... Christmas movies. <laughs> no, but I feel like it's one of those movies where if you didn't grow up watching it, like yeah. I'm not gonna yeah. be like 22 now and be like, oh, time to watch it. I yeah. watch it every year. See, that's every single uh, year. Nightmare Before Christmas for me, and then I watch it during Halloween and Christmas. Fair. It's perfect. <laughs> I mean, I'll watch Hocus Pocus any time of the year, but it's on TV all the time during it Halloween. It is. Yeah. So. yeah. It's so good. Okay. My mom likes it, too. All right. Well, now, now you I'm can't. Sold. <laughs> yeah. If Pam's in, Harvest is in. <laughs> all right. What's your next one? All right. My next one is Finding Nemo. Oh. Aww. A classic. I, it That's is a, a good classic. Choice. Yeah. So it was um, released in 2003, and of course we know our girl Ellen voices <laughs> Dory. Who cares about everyone else because it's all about Ellen? You don't know anyone else that's in the movie. Okay, Albert Brooks, <laughs> Alexander Gold, and William Defoe. So fight me. Brian, who's William Defoe? Tell me who William Defoe is. He's a man. <laughs> He's the Green Goblin in Spider Man. At least know that. See, the name sounded familiar. Sure. <laughs> Whatever. <clears throat> Whatever. It was a. It won Best Animated Feature. At the, some, I don't know. I didn't write down the award <laughs> show. I, I messed up. But it won. I think it was the Academy Awards. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, it's the second highest grossing film of 2003. Do you know what the first was? In 2003, no. Huh. I didn't look that up. He didn't do his research. <clears throat> Listen, I had like two hours to do this. Because right. of my kebabs. <laughs> Just little break. Ryan is marinating kebabs for a cookout we're having later, and these kebabs have taken over Ryan's life. They're gonna be good. Okay. Are they? Yes. Back to Finding Nemo. Okay. <laughs> so, um, there was a sequel released in 2016 called Finding Dory, which I thought was better than Finding Nemo. But that's just my opinion. I haven't seen. Have you seen it? I've seen it. I disagree. I liked Finding Nemo more. But Finding Dory was good. Yeah. It was good. I mean, Finding Nemo's just fun. I love the sharks. I love the, the way he can say anemone. Anemone. It's just an overall very cute movie. And I remember seeing it in theaters. And I, I have it on DVD, too. I think I had it on VHS. It was like one of the end of the cartoons that were made on VHS and DVD. Yeah, it was like during the transition. The time. Yeah. Yeah. The number one movie was Lord of the Rings. <gasps> Hell yeah! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just so you know. I'll calm down. I did my research just now. Okay, last movie. All right, my last movie, Spy Kids. Oh, <laughs> ooh, good choice. I would have forgotten about I forgot, that. Yeah. I almost forgot about it, yeah. So it was released in 2001, and then it's all about Junie and Carmen, who their parents are spies, but they didn't know their parents were spies, and then, like, they learn because their parents get kidnapped, but I think his name's, like, Mr. Lisp or something stupid like that. Yeah. Is it uh, Steve Buscemi's <laughs> character? Is he the villain in the first one? Because there's multiple Spy Kids movies also. I don't know. I if think because the there's that one. famous line Steve Buscemi goes where it's like about God. If God could see what he created, yes. would he regret what? Something like that. Wasn't that also during the those like walking thumbs? The that walking always thumbs. gave me. That was the first nightmares. one. That's yeah. the first so one. That okay, because I know one. the guy who plays Pee Wee Herman was also in one of them. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, I think it was the first one. Yeah, so anyway, then the kids decide to become spies, but their parents didn't want that for them, but they have to go save their parents. Whoa, is that why it's called Spy Kids? I mean, I, I would have never figured that out. Until you it, so. Who did you say was in it? Wasn't Carmen Electra in it? No. No, Carmen, that's someone else. Wow. <laughs> Y'all Carmen and Judy are the kids' names in the movie. Wow, Carmen Electra can really play any role. <laughs> I know Antonio Banderas is the dad. Yeah, yes, so I it's... um him. Yeah, him, and then there's a Car- Carla... Gugino, Alan Cumming, <laughs> and Terry Hatcher. 
Oh, Ryan. I just, we Could need to have an episode of you just listing names. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there's three sequels. Island Lost Dreams in 2002, Game Over 2003, and that Game Over was a 3D movie. If I anyone remember watched that. It. Yes. I think it's yeah. the only 3D movie I ever saw in theaters. Same. Wasn't that back when, like, the 3D movie things were, like, the red and blue yes. Yes. ones yes. in the theaters? Yeah. And oh. it gave you that headache? Yes. <laughs> oh, it was awful. You know, oh, the wild, headache. Though, that first one? Spy Kids came out in 2001. Like, you were a little baby. You were, like, six. I know. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Honestly, such a great movie. So what is your favorite from your list? Hocus Pocus. (laughs) Like, no questions asked. Like, Hocus Pocus. (laughs) All right, Harvest, your turn. My turn. All right. My first movie is National Treasure. And that movie really is... A national treasure. I purposely, this is the only one I knew. (laughs) This is the only one I knew, and I purposely didn't write it on mine because I knew you had it. Because we just talked about it. Yeah, yeah. And I love these movies. So National Treasure came out in 2004, so for context, I was eight. Um, It doesn't even matter who else is in the movie because the only one that matters is Nicolas Cage. Obviously. Um, And then if you haven't seen it, which if you haven't, what are you doing? Just making sure. <laughs> you give me um, such a weird look. <laughs> but it's about... It's cage um, rage. Yeah. <laughs> it's about how Nicolas Cage's character, his... What's like, his name? It's Gates. Okay. Yeah. Ben Gates. We're testing Ben Gates, her. yeah. Um, I just watched this movie like two days ago. <laughs> that's, how, that's how big my love is for it. <laughs> yeah. She watches it once a day. I do. <laughs> no. But um, he has to go steal the Declaration of Independence before someone else does in order to get a treasure map to find the national treasure. Um, shock. It was not critically received well. <laughs> but, what? But it made $347 million worldwide. Agreed. Worldwide. Which yeah. is actually, a, I mean, that's a, that's a lot good of amount money. of money. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just loved this movie as a kid and still love it now because I mm-hmm. love, like, history and, like, I used to, like, love thinking that there was, like, a real national treasure and, like... Harvest like, wanted to go steal the Declaration no. of Independence herself. <laughs> but Harvest like, is part of the Gates family, family <laughs> yes. legacy. But it was cool to think, like, our founding fathers, like, could have put, like, a secret map yeah, on the, the back and we would have never known. Yeah. And then Suspicious. there was a second movie made about how he has to kidnap the president. <laughs> I never saw the second one. <gasps> I think I did once, but it wasn't That's as also good a as quality movie, one. though. Yeah, I, I just, the first one's so good. It is, it is. Um, and then, okay, so my next movie is A Cinderella Story. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen it? Did that yeah. answer your I question? I didn't know if you were just being goofy. <laughs> No, I love that movie. Okay, but I, you've never seen it. I don't that. even know what this is. Oh, oh. Hillary <laughs> okay. Duff? So, A Cinderella Story oh. came out in 2004. It does star Hillary Duff and Chad Michael Murray. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he was like a teen heartthrob when okay. we were growing up. I'm scared. Um, but it's basically a take on, obviously, Cinderella. But it's like a modern take. So it's about a little girl who loses her dad when she's young. And then she has to live with like her evil stepmom and her evil stepsisters. And they like try to make her life miserable. And then she meets Chad Michael Murray's character. And they like fall in love. But she can't tell him who she is. Even though she only had that stupid little eye mask on. As if you couldn't tell. Oh my god. You know that always made me I know. So, you know, they went to, like, a masquerade ball, and she literally had a little mask, like, this just big. Just And he literally <laughs> spent the rest of the movie being like, who was she? Oh, my God. But then he would, like, stumble across her. And, and like, still not know. Make the connection, Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> but oh this movie also has that iconic quote, waiting for you is like waiting for rain in this drought. Useless and disappointing. Wow. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's that's a hell of a quote. Um, and then other than that, it's also a cult classic. Thought I should bring oh. that up since you did that cult classic movie. Which makes that. sense because a lot of people have seen that and love it and quote it. Like mm-hmm. that quote I just said. So... I'm sure National Treasure is considered a cult classic by now, too. Every movie ever is a cult classic. <laughs> They're all cult classics. Anything with Nicolas Cage sure is. That's true. He's a cult classic. <laughs> that's that's real. Yeah. All right, and then my last movie is What a Girl Wants. 
Did you see this one? I've never seen it. Ooh. But you know what? I automatically thought of the song. What a girl wants. <laughs> what a girl Keep needs. going, Ryan. Keep going, Ryan. <laughs> All right. So this movie came out in 2003, and it was with Amanda Bynes and Colin Firth. Oh, I love Colin yeah, Firth. Yeah, interestingly. Okay. I love this Amanda was... Bynes. <laughs> <laughs> this was definitely not Colin Firth's, like... Uh, Oscar worthy performance. Say, we're talking the dude who played Mr. Darcy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, this was like very like teen girl movie. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so it's about a girl who doesn't know her dad. She lives in Chinatown with her mom, and then she finds out like her dad lives in England and he's like royalty. So she goes to England and like meets him. But she caught they're obviously like a prim and proper family, and she causes a lot of like. And we know how Amanda Bynes is. Exactly, she's a little frisky. <laughs> Man. So yeah, so it's that's basically that. It's just like her finding her dad and like learning to love him. They just added it on Netflix, so if anyone wants to watch it. Oh, pause the episode. Let's just get it now. (laughs) I just watched it like two days ago. I mean, actually, I feel like I would like this movie. I've watched all of these movies. I was going to say two days ago, Harvest watched a lot of movies. (laughs) No, you would really like it, Ryan. But there is this like weird part that always scarred me as a kid. And when I was watching it, I got uncomfortable again. Where this like D-bag character, he's like all rich and he's, he thinks like, oh, I'm going to get Amanda Bynes. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to be your boyfriend. And he's like, obviously gross. And she's like, get away from me. And at one point in the movie, he looks at her and he goes, mmm, yummy. (laughs) (laughs) And I just remember as a kid, I was like, what? And watching it now, I'm like, ugh. I'm going to use that forever. (laughs) He's going to look at his kebabs later and go, mmm, yummy. (laughs) All right, Sam, what are yours? Okay, mine span a weird mixture of my interests and time frames. Sorry in advance. My first one is Rent. (laughs) Oh, love. Okay, Never seen. Oh, my God. So good. So good. So I had a huge Broadway phase all through, like, late elementary into middle school, so it was hard for me to not just do all Broadway adaptations to film for these. That's one of my favorite tidbits of information about Sam. She really used to be, like, a Broadway... I was, like, a theater kid, but I wasn't in theater. Yeah. uh, Rent was based on the 1996 musical by Jonathan Larson, who famously passed away from AIDS the day before, or a couple days before the first performance of the play ever got on stage in Broadway. Yeah. And so their very first performance of Rent, they sat in chairs in a circle and didn't do any of the dancing because out of like solidarity for him. But the musical was so powerful that by the end of the show they were all up on the chairs dancing anyway, singing it. Yeah, it's legendary. So the film was an adaptation of that uh, Broadway play that came out in 2005. It was directed by Chris Columbus, which I thought was cool. That's like a big name for this. People, and like one of the producers was Robert De Niro. Like, oh, there were oh. a lot of A-lister people who were like, "We want to make this happen," I even love though Robert the cast really wasn't A-lister. In fact, I'd say a solid fifty-plus percent of the cast was the original cast from the Broadway show. Oh, that's awesome! Um, Anthony Rapp played Mark. He was original. Adam Pascal was original. Um, the one of the non-originals was Rosario Dawson. That's what I was going to mention. Yeah, she played Mimi, but she was a really good Mimi. Yeah, I thought she did a great job. Um, Tay Diggs was in it too. He was not in the original. But oh, um, Idina Menzel with yes. Maureen. Obviously, what? everyone knows yes. her. Yeah, see. Let it go? Yeah, all you people know her from Let It Go. Her start was as Maureen was let it go. in Rent. No. No, Ryan. <laughs> it was not Let It Go. Remember when John Travolta butchered her name at the awards <laughs> show? I don't even That'd remember. That would be me if I was yeah, <laughs> Oh, I, poor John Travolta, honestly. Poor Idina. <laughs> and Idina. What did he say? It was, I, it was so it was, warped. I'll I show did you a bit. Like, yeah. It was so bad. But no, this film I is so... <laughs> it's so emotional and so good. The music is phenomenal. It's kind of a rock opera. There's some guitar in it. It's hashtag blessed. Everyone go watch the music video for... Uh, Stand, Hashtag no, bliss. Stand I'm by shook. me. Stand by me is not in that movie. No, it is not. <laughs> Seasons of Love is what I meant to say. That is a great song. Even if you <sighs> don't watch the movie, see the musical, whatever, that song. Seasons of Love is really yes. good. Yeah. Love Evo M is also good. Okay, number two, I put Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. No. Yes. So the whole series, but specifically the first one, Curse of the Black Pearl, because that was like everyone's movie. Yes. Like, I was also. So in love with Johnny Depp when I was in middle school. Like, 12-year-old me wanted Johnny Depp. 
Yeah. No, yes. not so much. I liked Orlando Bloom in those movies. He was my guy. I forget his name. Who was that? Uh, was wow, it's movie? sad that I don't remember. I know. These movies were everything. Our memories are failing us. Ugh. We're so old. I know. But uh, Parts of the Caribbean came out in 2003, I think, or five. I can't read my own handwriting. Um, there are five oh, it was films. three. When I looked up oh, the three. highest grossing movie, it was okay. on that list. Cool. Um, there are actually five films now. I don't think I saw the last two. The I can't remember the last one. Second to last one was bad. Okay. And then they came out with the last one. The last one like, is I'm Dead not. Man's Curse or something like that. But it didn't even have like anybody. Kira Knightley wasn't Kira in it. Kira Knightley, yeah. yeah. But the first one had like Jeffrey Rush as the villain and mm-hmm. he's so good. I love Jeffrey Rush. It was just it's a good time. Yay, Pirates of the Caribbean. I also my first um backpack I got in sixth grade. <laughs> <laughs> I had a tan messenger bag with Jack Sparrow on it with pink hearts around. Uh, <laughs> I'm cringing for you. I was you. a Broadway emo who loved <laughs> Jack Sparrow. It's horrible. And then my third movie I put down was Princess Bride, which I feel like you two probably haven't seen. I have not seen it. I that. haven't seen but I heard it's great and I'm supposed to watch yes, it. Yes, same. Yes, very much. Please watch it. It's based on a book. Um, it's called Classic. Yes, yes. It's based, yeah, it is for sure. It's based on a novel by William Goldman. Uh, the movie came out in 1987 by Rob Reiner. Um, it stars a bunch of great people, but most importantly, it stars Carrie Ooze. I don't know how to say his name. <laughs> I've literally Notice never... Notice how she doesn't even try. <laughs> but do you, no, do you it's have Carrie... to admire that I try? No. It's okay. like Elwes or something like that. E-L-W-E-S. But he's currently, in modern news, starring in the new season of Stranger Things. And he's Ooh. like he's like one of the main stars in Saw and like oh he's the best. I love him so much. He's like one of my favorite actors. But he was very young in this. He's beautiful. Um also Mandy Patinkin's in it, who's great. He's an awesome person. Billy uh, Crystal's in it. Andre the Giant, while he was still alive, is in it, which that's really cool cuz I don't know. Yeah, I that is. like growing up that was like a definitely a 90s and 80s thing and then he wasn't around anymore. But Princess Bride is um, kind of this mythical fantasy story about this princess who is looking for her true love, finds him, and then gets separated because she's being like forced to marry a prince or king or whatever. And then it's just them trying to like traverse this mythical land to get back together. And there's like rodents of unusual size, which actually I shouldn't have just said that because nope, I won't watch it now. Yeah, Thanks. Harvest doesn't like rats. <laughs> yep. Nope. Yeah, there's a big or rat. bunnies or bunnies or I don't cats. Like anything smaller than a cat, and I don't like cats. Rip, rip. All right. Okay. Well, no, you still should see it. <laughs> no. All right. Um, TV, right? TV. So, throwback to Sam's Maha. Man. Because you know I talked about the Amanda Show. Yes. <laughs> so, the Amanda Show was on from 1999 to 2002, starring Amanda Bynes, Drake Bell, and Josh Peck. Amanda, please. Yeah. And then, of course, Drake Bell and Josh Peck got their spinoff with Jake yeah. and Josh. Great show, but Amanda Show. Mm-hmm. So, there is a 40-episode run. Unfortunately, it should have been more. <laughs> I wow. love that show. <laughs> so, just some of my favorite skits. Penelope Taint. Yes. <laughs> You've seen this, right? Yes, I okay, have. I did goodness. watch Amanda Bynes. <clears throat> Amanda's Jacuzzi. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you want to win $5. I forgot about that <laughs> one. I forgot about that one. Um, a hillbilly moment. Everyone yes. knows a hillbilly moment. Moody's Point. Iconic. Oh. oh. With her dad missing his big toe. And the mom up in the hot air balloon going, Moody! Oh my god. The girls' room. The girls' room. And then, of course, Totally Kyle. Totally Kyle. And then Judge Trudy with the dancing lobsters. Bring in the dancing lobsters. And I learned that one of the dancing lobsters is Josh Peck. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was like credited for being a dancing lobster. That's, That's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, legendary. Yeah, and then the last one, Block Blister. <gasps> I don't better. know. Yeah, much, much better. better. Oh, okay, I do remember it. <laughs> oh, that show was great. It was. Amazing. Yeah. It was Talk so about like iconic. the children's Saturday Night Live. Yes. Like, that that's really what it was. is. No, it yeah. yeah, it was a sketch show. It was. Uh, they even had cool. sometimes like singers come on. Yeah. I think they have like that um, EMS. No. Vitamin C like was on in performance oh, yeah. or something oh, like that. Throwback. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the Amanda show so much. Yeah, it was good. All right. My next one is Boy Meets World. <gasps> 
should have put that on my list. I'm so I glad thought you, you were going it. to. Oh my gosh, I forgot. I Oh, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ryan and I share such an intense was, love for the show. I was going to say with movies, like we can all agree mostly, but the further we get down through these, the less I'm going to be in the same boat as you two. <laughs> Wait, have you ever watched Boy Meets World? No. Okay, Boy Meets World is, is amazing. Seriously, I One of the best yes. TV shows of our lifetime. Okay. I have the whole DVD collection if you want to watch it. <laughs> The crazy it's look also in your on eyes. Hulu. Oh, okay. Well, that's a little easier yeah. than your DVD collection. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? So it was on from 90, 1993 to 2000. It was seven seasons with 158 episodes starring Ben Savage, Ryder Strong, and um, William Daniels and Danielle Fisher. Mm-hmm. Okay. Iconic Corey and Topanga. Topanga. Wait, just give me the quickest plot overview. Not it's about the whole show, but like what it what it's about. A boy who meets the world. <laughs> oh, great. No, it's literally just about a boy and his friends, and then he like finds a girlfriend and his family. It's literally just about his life. Okay. But so as it, fu- it goes yeah. on, it gets so funny. Yeah. Oh, so it okay. starts out with them in middle school. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then they go to high school and the last two seasons are them in college. Oh. And the whole time, like Corey and Topanga are like meant to be. Meant to be. Hmm. They are. Yes. Goals. Yes. Okay. I love them. I believe you. And then there was a spinoff that Disney made called Girl Meets World that started in 2014 and ended in 2017, and it it involved Corey and Topanga, but their child. Oh. And it was like the same plot, but with a girl. That's And it was cool because in the last episode of Boy Meets World, they were moving to New York City because Topanga had a job, and Girl Meets World takes place in New York City. So it like followed the trend. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't watch Girl Meets World because it's not the same. Twenty fourteen. I just could. Adults. Yeah. Yeah. My last one is parental control. Oh. Don't know what this is. MTV. Mm-mm. What? I have Mm-mm. an MTV one on my list. Don't worry. <laughs> I couldn't decide which MTV one I wanted to talk about. I bet I'll, mine will be the one that you didn't. But tell them yeah. about parental control. So parental control. control was from 2006 to 2010. And it is clearly a fake <laughs> dating show. Like, it couldn't be any more obvious. But I don't give a fuck. Okay. okay? So it's literally, um, parents hate their, like, son or daughter's, like, boyfriend or girlfriend so much that they then interview like 20 different guys mm-hmm. or girls and then they'll pick one each to have their son or daughter go on a date with because they want their son or daughter to break up with their current boyfriend or girlfriend. Wow. Jeez. But like it's so clear like the boyfriend or girlfriend is like just absolute garbage and it's so <laughs> clear that it's like fake. fake. Like uh, okay. It is honestly like such a dumb show but I love it. Yeah. And then at the end the like their son or daughter gets to choose who they want to be with. Like, one of the two new guys or their current relationship. Weird and also very much not my thing. But you you go. It's so funny. You it is very yeah. funny. <laughs> my turn? Your yes, turn. your turn. All right. So, it's funny because two of my shows are, like, off of yours, Ryan. So, my first show was Drake and Josh. Oh. Us. It's like we planned yeah. it. <laughs> no, but we didn't even talk. <laughs> um, so, this show ran from... 2004 to 2007 it had four seasons it obviously stars drake bell and josh peck from the amanda show Mm -hmm. and it's literally i mean it was on nickelodeon it's just about like their lives and the crazy stuff that they get into they became stepbrothers yes they became stepbrothers but that show is so funny and they also just added that one to hulu so i've been watching that here and there baby miranda cosgrove yes she was in that but that show just has so many (laughs) that's what i was just gonna say they have so many like quotable things from that show there's hug me brother brother and then your boobs (laughs) and i hit oprah (laughs) so that show is just I feel like almost every kid watched at least yeah. a I, little yeah. bit of Drake yeah. and Josh. I watched all of Drake yeah. and Josh. Like, it's such a good end. show. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my like kids show. And then the next two shows I probably shouldn't have been watching as a kid, but I was anyway because I'm a rebel. Ooh. <laughs> I was probably also watching these. So the first one is Fear Factor. Yes. <laughs> Fear Factor first aired on NBC from 2001 to 2006. And it was revived twice. After it was like canceled, mm-hmm. but it basically just puts people. Did they fail like the revivals? The f- well, the first revival did fail like 
very bad. bad. But the second revival is still airing. I oh, think. really? It's on MTV. Like, Ludacris hosts it now. Oh, I think I did. I I'm never sure watched one of those yeah. episodes. I'm but. sure it's different now. <laughs> but the original host was Joe Rogan. Oh, and yes. the grand prize was $50,000 and they literally just put people in like crazy, dangerous, <laughs> scary situations and they just tried to get out alive and win the money. Um, there was also a Game Boy game of Fear Factor was called there? Fear Factor Unleashed that I was obsessed oh, with. Oh, I remember this. Yes, yes. I did play this. Yes. Yes. I've never played so this. So back to Game Boy. <laughs> Wait, do you guys remember... Cause Speaking of fear factors, there was like this thing when we were younger that it was kind of like a portable DVD player, but it was like... Video Now? Yes! Yes! Oh my god. Video Now! I had episodes of Fear Factors Me that too. and Drake and Josh, yes. funny enough. Oh my gosh. I'm wow. so glad you remembered. Yes. It wasn't quite DVDs. No, no, because you could only watch one episode of the thing. Yeah. Like it was a little disc with one loaded episode. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, but anyway, so I was watching Fear Factor and being scared because I obviously hate mice Bugs. and they would be like, lay in this coffin and have 50,000 mice all over <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, I remember I saw the cockroaches uh, and I think that's one of the only episodes I ever watched all the way through because I was like, nope. Yep. Or I they would have one like, crawl, like, like sheep brain or a sheep eyeball and like all this mm. crazy At stuff. At Universal, they have like a Fear Factor thing. Yes. And you can, like, and that participate. Was, did you ever watch, like, Dog Eat Dog, too? Yes! I love Dog okay. Eat Dog! That was a very similar show to Fear Factor. I okay. used to watch that. <laughs> anyway, last show is next. <gasps> On MTV you also. Too. I love next! I just want to say, I definitely should not have been watching this show. Oh, uh, It was also... <laughs> Fake, like, parental It was very control. fake. Okay. This aired from 2005 to 2008, so it was, like, my age is, like, 9 to 12 before I really knew, like, what the stuff was they were talking about. But it basically put five singles on this RV, okay. and then they would park, and they would get off one at a time and go on blind dates with this person, and the person could say next at any point. So sometimes they would literally, like, stand in the doorway of the RV, and the person would be like, next. (laughs) But for every minute you were on the date, you would get a dollar. A dollar. And then if you made it to the end of the date, you could either choose to take the money and go, or you could get a second date with that person. But the, like, intros on this show and the bios were so stupid. (laughs) Like, these people would get to the door... And sometimes they'd like fall out of the RV and it would like pause them as they're falling. Oh and it would God. be like, Ryan, 23, loves Hannah Montana. Yeah. <laughs> like, doesn't wash his underwear. It would be like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. it was very strange. What the heck? <laughs> but it was so funny. Like that show is also just iconic. But my favorite moments are just when they would not even step off the tour bus and she'd be like, next. <laughs> Basically like, you're ugly. <laughs> next. I love that. Oh, oh my God. Right, Sam, take it away. Okay. So, so I'm starting with like literally the first TV show that was ever important to me as like my decision and that's Crocodile Hunter. Oh. Like my true first love, Steve Irwin. Yes. Uh, uh, my hero. R.I.P. It aired from 1996. We'll punch those stingrays for you. <laughs> no, that's not what he would want. <laughs> he loved them, idiot. <laughs> he didn't blame the stingray, Ryan. Uh, it aired from 1996 to 2004, obviously ended in 2004 because of his untimely death due to a stingray, which was horrifying and tragic, but also like the most fitting like, yeah. I mean, obviously way too soon. Like, he had a baby, yeah. and, like, Bindi was pretty young, too. Yeah. So, like, sad. But, like, of course that's how he went. I don't yeah. know. It makes sense. But this show was just the most wholesome, like... And it was fully driven by him. Like, it was all about just Steve's love for animals and what he was doing, and that's yeah. all that mattered. And how ridiculous he was, too. Because he really was. He was like, pretty eccentric. He he was he was something... Crikey! Like, <laughs> he, I feel like he made Americans think that all Australians were like him. Yes. And, like, there are Australians like him, but not quite yeah. at Steve yeah. level. Like he, I had a board game. Really? Of his, Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I wish I still had game. it. It was something about crocodiles. Who knows? Aww. Did you know his son is like now I doing just say, what he's doing? I just saw that doing? picture. Yes. Yeah. With the same crocodile in the yes. same pose. Murray. 15 years later. Yes. Um, yeah. Bindi actually works for the zoo and does a bunch of conservation work with the zoo. And um, I can't th- remember his name. Joe? The son. Right. And he was like the baby when uh, Steve yeah, died. But he's remember. the zoo photographer. 
Oh. Yeah. He has a whole gallery. I Fun fact, I went to Australia uh, one or two years ago and got to go to the Australian Zoo, and I saw his gallery of all his Aww, photos, cool. and it was really cool. I just love that he made people love animals and like yeah. not be yeah. afraid of them. Like, fully instilled in me th- that, like, morals that yeah. he had, yeah. Um, so next is Mythbusters. <gasps> oh! I love Mythbusters. Yes. Mythbusters is one of those shows that, like, you don't have to see every episode. It yeah. wasn't meant to be that way, but I definitely saw every episode by the end of it all. I feel like I might have seen almost I every definitely episode. didn't. I think I did more of the, like, here and there. Yeah. It, it was aired, always on. It, yeah. It aired from 2003 to 2015, um, which means there were 18 seasons in total. Dang. It's massive. Um, okay, maybe it, I haven't seen them all. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's spinoffs now. There's one for kids. Um, and then, like, the, there was, like, the original two, which is, like, Jamie and Adam, Adam yeah. Savage and Jamie Hines. But then there's also, like, the three extra people, Grant, Imahara, and, um, shoot, what I are the other names? Carrie yeah. and Tori. Yeah, I like them. They, they were great. Um, Tori was like the stunt man, and he would get hurt all the time, and that was always funny. But like, they had a spinoff, or they like kind of took over the show when um, Adam and Jamie moved on. But it was just such a good like creative thinking process mm-hmm. show. Plus, you got to see explosions. Like, I don't know, it yeah. was such a it was cool show. just to see the myths. Yeah, and Adam Savage truly like now is like everyone's idol. Like he stayed an idol afterwards. He's on Twitter all the time, and he's like. I'll be your dad if your dad doesn't like you. And, like, he supports all gay rights, and he supports, like, creativity and um, creative thinking, and he does, like, all these workshops with people about, like, just, like, making something and, like, having a hobby. Oh, I love him so much. I remember the first episode I watched of that was the shark one they did for Shark Week. Shark Week was, like, the best part of Mythbusters. They did so many, like, Mm Jaws-related tests even. Oh, my gosh. I love Mythbusters so much. Um, and then finally, whose line is it anyway? Oh, that is I so about good. That yes. So I, once again, this is the I like the how show. we just keep going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the nostalgia. Yeah. So same thing with Mythbusters. I chose this one because it's one of those shows where you you can just tune in and watch one mm-hmm. episode and you're fine. But I was obsessive and watched literally every, all of them. Um, there was 10 seasons of the UK version from 1988 to 1998 that I saw, which had, that had, yeah, it was a British oh. show first for 10 seasons. Um, and then it came to the US for 15 more seasons from 1998 until 2013. Um, obviously the last stuff was, um, not what you carry as the host anymore. Uh-huh. I didn't watch the new stuff. I didn't I, watch it either, I, I, but I didn't they bring back the old cast? It's. The some three of, of the old yeah. guys. Oh, okay. Ryan Styles, Colin Mockery, and Wayne Brady. Yeah. Um, but none of the others. I loved Wayne Brady so much. He was really cool, yeah. He's now the so, host of Let's Make a Deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. Um, so the U.S. version was really, those 15 seasons was like the stuff that I watched all of. Drew Carey was the host. It was Ryan Styles, Colin Mockery, Brad Sherwood, Wayne Brady, and then there were a bunch of other people like Greg Proops who would be on. And yeah, because like, it was always like those three and then a random, a random like, fourth. that would mix but in. Brad yeah. Sherwood was like the main fourth guy. Yeah. Because yeah. I actually saw Brad and Colin live. They toured for a comedy thing at one point. Um, but it was just... Improv comedy. That's literally all. It was that comedy sketch show where everything was improv on the spot. And they were so good at what they did. It was so They were all trained. The points don't matter. The points don't matter. Yeah. They were all trained at like Second City in Chicago. And they were all like the best of the best for that style of comedy. And then like half the cast was also on their Drew Carey show because Drew was hosting Mm -hmm. it. It was just a really cool thing. Cool time. Okay. Before we move on though, it's time for news plans. Okay, guys, I have a news flash for you both. This one, I try to do it themed, and this one kind of, we just, we're doing everything anyway, so my yeah. theme is like media, whatever. But in news flash news, Stranger Things season three dropped July 4th. Uh, we got lots of 80 feels, 80s feels going on, and also Carrie Ooze. <laughs> Carrie, <laughs> Carrie <What>? Ellis. <laughs> whose name I can't say, who I just mentioned from Princess Bride, is in Stranger Things Season 3. So I'm very excited about that. Maybe we'll do an episode about it eventually. I don't know. Um, other news, Ryan will relate to this. Midsummer recently dropped. Ah! So this is a horror film and then... I hated that noise. 
<laughs> this is a horror film, and the new trend of horror films is kind of less about jump scares and more about um, psychological thriller. There's a lot of mixed reviews I'm starting to hear now, but I think... I liked it. Yeah, Ryan liked it. I've heard good and bad. It's weird. Maybe watch it and make your own opinion. <laughs> in other news, Halle Bailey was announced to be playing Ariel in the new... Is it a live action? Yeah, Is that what they're yeah. describing it? Okay. Uh, obviously, there's been some unfortunate turmoil regarding this. But People are stupid. People are stupid, and we're all for Halle Bailey. She's going to be It's perfect. a movie about a mermaid. Yes, and she's going to be the perfect mermaid. She'll be great. And then yes. finally, I just saw this the other day, and I'm confused. Lord of the Rings is getting a series for Amazon Prime. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. They're just putting the cast together right now, and I don't know how I feel about that. I yeah. feel like I'm not going to like it. But either way, I, w- I saw it come up, and I was like, oh. Okay, I see you. Can I do personal newsflash? Personal newsflash, go. I'm moving. Yay! We <laughs> hate wow. her. Wow. Oh, I mean, oh no. Oh, wow. oh my so god, sad. we're going to miss you, not really. Wow. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, by the time this airs, I will be in California, so. And so will we, because we're following her. Yes. No. <laughs> Taking them with me. <laughs> um, also, have you talked about the Taylor Swift drama? And your new slashes? No, I haven't. Okay, cover some Taylor Real Swift. Real quick, Go. just because I feel like that's very relevant. Yeah, so right Taylor yeah. Swift and Scooter. Braun. Uh, uh, Scooter Braun. I know, I'm just saying I, I Okay, but for people to okay. know what you're talking about. So, <laughs> Taylor's claiming... Do you see what I do? <laughs> yeah. I do. So, Taylor left her old record company, Big Machine Records, because she didn't, like, own her masters, and she knew something about some sale, apparently. I don't know, it's like... Very unclear about what's happening. So, the old guy who owned it sold it to Scooter, and then Taylor has said that, like, he bullied her, like, he, she never got along with him, and now he owns all her masters, and she was never giving the opportunity to buy her masters back, but then they came back to say, like, she had the opportunity, her dad's on the board, but then they said that Taylor's dad is on the board, but he decided not to go to any of those meetings because he wouldn't be allowed to tell Taylor anything. So it's a lot of, like, he said, she said about what's really happening, and now other stars are coming in defending either Scooter or Taylor. So, like, Demi Lovato, Justin Bieber are siding with Scooter, and then, surprisingly, you have, like, Miley Cyrus, who actually doesn't like Taylor Swift, is siding with her. I, I see why, though. I think it's just because a lot of artists are saying, like, yeah, you should be able to own your own work. But your a lot of work. other artists, too, are saying, like, no, like, this has happened to me, like, I don't own some of my masters. Because the... Music industry is kind of shady. Yeah. I have heard people say, like, that's just business. And yeah. But it is interesting because a lot of the celebrities that are coming forward in favor of Scooter are ones that are under his management. Yeah, and I see. Demi and Justin, Justin are. are both. And it's also management. Kanye's manager. So, yeah. like, there's a lot of weird beef. And then apparently I just saw something like Ariana is under Scooter. Yeah. And she hasn't really said anything, but apparently someone said, like, she was like, I'm so over this drama. Hmm. It's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah. I will say it is weird that everyone who sides with Scooter tends to be under Scooter, so, like, I'm kind of in limbo of, like, why is there more Taylor Swift Ryan drama? doesn't know what's going on. I don't. I don't blame you. Okay, that's the end of Newsflash. Bah! All right, so, books? Let's do books. books. Um, Ryan, what are your books? All right. I my- know you're going to steal my books. Just go. <laughs> I don't... Go. Okay. <laughs> Adventures of Captain Underpants. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're on your own with this so one. So this was written by Dave Pilkey. Wait, have neither of you seen any of these? No. Or read them? No. Oh. I mean, my kids have. I don't have kids. I'm a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so it was released in 1997. And so it's basically just like, I want to say it's kind of like a comic book-esque mm-hmm. type of book. And it just basically follows, like, these two kids, George and Harold, and then their principal, who is Captain Underpants. It's a graphic novel, that's what it's called. Yeah. So, I don't know, it's just, like, it was a really fun book when I was younger, because there's these things where you would, like, put your hands on the page, and then you do, like, these really fast, like, back-and-forth things to one page, so it looked like it was actually moving. Aww. It'd be, like, Captain Underpants, like, punching someone, beating someone up. <laughs> I don't know, I barely remember the plot. It was basically just, like... It was weird characters, like, I think there's like, a poop <laughs> character that was, like, a villain, and then Captain Underpants had to, like, defeat him, and it was just... Classic. And I do remember, though, there was, like, a little spin-off with a dog. 
like a dog underpants or something like that. Oh. Yeah, he was I really cute. I don't know, it was just, like, really cute. I think it was just fun for me when I was a kid to, like, do the pages, flip back and forth. And I feel like it was, like, because it was a graphic novel, I didn't feel like I was reading, you yeah. know? so lazy. <laughs> Shut up. No, I like to read. Ryan wanted to be Captain Underpants. <laughs> I am Captain Underpants. And then I think we made a movie out of it. I vaguely remember that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know when that was. But. That was more recently for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Alright, my next one is James and the Giant Peach. Aww. Classic. Uh, it's so good. So it was made in 1961 by uh, Roald Dahl. Oh, oh my sweet... God. Jesus. <laughs> Roald Dahl. This is like a famous author. Guys. Roald. I don't know. Al Roker. Wrote Al books. Roker wrote James and the Giant. I should never be allowed to speak. Oh, go on. All right. So it was adapted to a movie in 1996. I remember watching the movie. I loved it. That movie was I was, was gonna weird. say it creeped me out when wasn't I was little. Wasn't it kind of like clay animation? Yeah, it was like a weird. I think it was clay motion. animation. Yes, yeah. it was like yeah, stop motion. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, just follows this kid James. His family dies by being eaten by rhinos. They're stampeded by rhinos. I think in the like the no, original. No, I just read it to my kids. Okay, but in the original. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> in the original book, I think they're eaten by them. She just said she read it to her kids. I know, but online it said they were eaten. Okay, whatever. whatever. I don't remember, so Whatever, I they died by via rhinos. That's accurate. We can agree on that. Okay. It was rhinos. Okay. So then he has to go live with his aunts, who are just the worst. The yes. worst ever. Yeah. They, like, basically just, like, torture him. They're very abusive. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's terrible. looking back, serious, like... Yeah, it was very Probably should have been more no, afraid I, of it. Yeah, like, when I read this to my class... And I had a moment. I still think it was a good idea to read it. It's a classic, like, yeah. and it has good themes in it. But, like, reading the, like, abusive stuff, I was like, this is, like, serious. Like, yeah. this I is know. I never realized joke. it when I was yeah. a kid. But then James gets, like, these uh, seeds to grow this peach tree, and then one giant peach grows, and then his aunt sell tickets to see it, and, of course, he has nothing to do with it. And then all of a sudden, a grasshopper, centipede, earthworm, a spider, a glowworm, a silkworm, and a ladybird come, and they take, like, James away on the peach. And it's just, like, an adventure, and then they go to New York, and then everything's fine in the end. They, just, get, they get dropped on the Empire State they Building. They do. Mm-hmm. It's just a cute, well, a cute book when you're a kid, until you realize all the cruel stuff that's happening. At least it ends happy. That's it's a, true. It's a good introduction to fantasy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's just a very bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Book. It is bizarre. Then my last one is the Casual Vacancy by J.K. Rowling. Oh, I oh. never read that. Okay, I guess I should. I guess. highly recommend. I'm shocked you didn't put Harry Potter. Oh. That's because me and Sam are having a Star Wars Harry Potter episode. Oh. So I didn't want to uh, do this. So look forward to that. Yeah. So this was released in 2012, and it's her first novel after the Harry Potter series. So I was very excited to read it. I remember I read it for a book report, and I absolutely loved it. I read it in a day. Yeah, it so is you were, long. like, older. You were, like, sophomore in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was amazing. It was actually made to <laughs> it was made into a TV show. I don't know what channel. It was like a British channel in 2015. And so the book is kind of um, a little it's BBC. Yeah, it's a little sporadic at first because it's split into like seven parts. So it follows like seven separate stories until you realize all of them like combine into one. Oh, I love when books do that. That's cool. Yeah. That's like a science fiction thing sometimes people do. Well, yeah. I guess any book. Yeah, so that, it was but. super cool. It won Best Fiction and Goodreads Choice Awards. I highly recommend. And then there was, like, some controversy. Because, like, J.K. Rowling did a really good job of, like... it was. It's obviously set in Britain. But um, they had, like... She made a Sikh family. And so it was, like, controversial. Because, like, I think the girl, the daughter, tried to kill herself... And so I think people got mad about it, but then a lot of people came out to say, like, we're happy we're being represented in a book, because, like, we don't have any representation. Oh. But I just think it's, like, very good. Like, it, it was a vast majority of characters. You have, like, rich, poor, and, like, different ethnicities. So I just think it's a great book, and I really enjoy it. That's cool. Nice. I like that. All right. Hi. My books. 
So, the first one is, I guarantee you guys have not read these ones. Oh no, okay. I'm ashamed that I read them. Okay. They are called TTYL. The <laughs> second one was TTFN. I remember these! And the last one was Later Gator, but it's like L8R, T8R. Yes. I have no idea I always are. saw these at Borders. Yes. But I never got them because I'd always end up with something else. But I it remember could be Borders them. lady that messed you up. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. So these were written by Lauren Miracle. They came out in 2004. So for context, I was eight when these came out. These were very, like, teenage angsty. Yeah. I don't think I read them at eight. Like, I'm sure I read them when I was, like, 10 yeah. or, like, 12. But I was a big reader as a kid, so I feel like I still should not have been reading these when I was. Because yeah. they definitely talked about, like, boys and, like... All this stuff, but the whole book. <laughs> Boys, <laughs> there's a boy in this book. No, but I mean, like it was about like having sex and like oh, okay. all this stuff that like me at ten. <laughs> I love ten year old Harvest reading she like softcore porn. <laughs> she was watching MTV and just reading these books. I had no parental control. <laughs> no, I did. Anyway, so um, but the whole all three of the books are written in like. I am. So, like, remember how we used oh to, like, do AIM and, like, how you would write, like, yes. the shortened version? Yeah, stuff. shorthand. So, the whole, not all three books are, like, these, I think it's three friends that are, like, talking to each other. I feel other. like this is just lazy writing. But I think it was, like, with the time. It was creative. Like, I am yeah. was so popular That's that true. it was, like, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so it was just, like, them talking about, like, their boy problems and their family life and, like, all this stuff. I was obsessed with it. It was very angsty, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my second book is A Series of Unfortunate <gasps> Events. How yes. could I forget this book? Yes. Oh, my God. So, the bad, there were 13 books in all. The Bad Beginning, the first one, came out in 1999. Classic. Um, it sold 60 million copies worldwide, so this is, like, a huge book. Oh, my God. Have Snicket. you read it, Sam? Yes, I have. Okay. Yes. This I was This was important to me because this was the first book that, like, I started reading and I needed to, like, read the next one. Like, it was the mm-hmm. first series I got into yeah. and needed to finish. And I remember the last book called The End was released in 2006. I was 10, and at that point I was caught up, and I, like, waited Ooh. for that book to come out. Like, that was the first time that I was waiting for a book to yeah, come out. Yeah, me too. Out, and then I had to go, like, get it. That's cool. But, um, yeah, these books are amazing. They are yeah. very dark. Like, they looking are back, very dark. me reading it at, like, 8, Probably a little dark, yeah. but it was so good, yeah. so clever, just amazing. I think and it's they made a good, the TV yeah. Show. I think it's a good starter like book series for kids though to I get agree. them into reading. It's an easy read too. It is. Like yeah. they don't make it complicated. But they're though. still like long enough that when you're a kid, you're like, wow, I read such a long yeah. book. But yeah. I also think it was cool because it had the element of like suspense because yeah. you were the whole time you were trying to figure out what like VFD stood for and like what happened to their parents and yeah. who started mm-hmm. the fire. So it wasn't just like a regular book where you're like, okay, I finished it. It was like, I need to read the next one to find out yeah. where they go next or what happens next. Yeah. Netflix did a great job. Yes, they really did. And can we talk about the movie they made with Meryl? Meryl. <laughs> Had Meryl in it. Of course. So you know it was good. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and my last book, which is my favorite book of all time still, and I'm not ashamed, The Hunger Games. Okay. I'm so glad you did this because I didn't put that one on, and that was also pretty big yes. for me. This book, the first one came out in 2008, and then the next two, 2009, 2010. So it was a trilogy. It was by Suzanne Collins. It was dystopian fiction about Katniss Everdeen and growing up with, like, nothing and then she went to the hunger games to protect her sister which is like kids killing kids yeah it's real nice real sweet stuff um but this was like truly like a series of unfortunate events is like when i got excited about reading Mm -hmm. but this was the book that i like i still read them like once a year because i just love them that much um but and also this was like when we were like 2008, I think I read the first one in like 2009, so we were like about to go into high school. Wasn't it on the English festival book list? Yes, it was on an English festival book list. Mm -hmm. But this was truly the first book that I like got into, and we're talking like Tumblr era and like fandoms, and I was like obsessed with like Katniss and PETA, and (laughs) just like learning more about it and reading more about it and I don't know. There was like some cultural thing that this was like important. Yeah. I just remember being obsessed with the world Suzanne Collins created. Yes. Like that whole dystopian thing. Because I had read science fiction before that, but I had never read 
dystopian fiction to yes. that extent, like where if you thought about it, it was really dire. Yeah. And I was like, this is so fascinating. Yes. Oh my mm-hmm. God. And that series really got me into dystopian fiction, which is mm-hmm. important because ever since then, like I've read Divergent series and I've read yeah. the Maze yeah. Runner series. And Divergent like, isn't as good as Hunger Games. No, it's no. not. But it got me into that like mm-hmm. dystopian type of yeah. world. And I really liked reading it. I will that. say though, the second book confused me with the clock. I feel like when I was reading it, I was very confused. Ryan, that's a you problem. Yeah, Ryan, that's probably you're a me alone problem. in that. <laughs> but then I also feel like the last book was a little lazy because I feel like Katniss just passed out too much just to move the plot ahead. Okay, so I'm going to counter that because I just read a thing about this. Someone like put it to words really well the other day, like very recently, because someone else made the same argument. Uh-huh. And I like see that point. But someone else was like, it's realistic that someone as young as her would be genuinely feeling the issues that come with depression and anxiety and yes. pure exhaustion and all the other things she's going through. And also through. she was like the star of like a revolution at like age 16. Yeah. And also like... Fair. I, you got me. She gets like almost strangled to death and they, yes. don't, they don't let her just recover from that. They like show how much and damage that causes. she was and strangled, like, almost strangled to death by the person she loves because yes. they like effed him up. Yes. And they truly show the trauma of that instead of letting it slide by. And I so think Ryan, that was, you're wrong. Moving on. Moving Sam. on. <laughs> Okay. Don't mess with my so, <laughs> my She <books>. hit me. <laughs> no, it didn't. Sam, what are your books? My books, number one on the list is the Twilight series. What? The Twilight series was some of the most important books to me when they came Am out. Am I in the Twilight zone no, right they now? No, were, they were so... I read each of the books the day they came out, all three. Sam, I did not know this about you. Yeah, I, I have them it. all. They're in my thing. Yeah. Did you know this about her? Yeah. I did. Vampires. Duh. I love vampires. But I think it's just because those books get shit on so much that I feel like oh, you would oh, not. Oh no. Okay, be. so fully as an adult, those books are bad. They are <laughs> okay. so bad. Okay. But at the time, it was these books were big books. They they're solid hefty novels and they are. each one I would sit down and not stop until the book was done. All actually more than just the 3. It was what Twilight New Moon, Eclipse, Breaking Dawn 1 and 2 and then uh Breaking no. There was another one. A it New was, Dawn. No. Wasn't that for, yeah, there was one from Edward's perspective. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't know that I finished that final one. But the both Breaking Dawn's New Moon and Twilight, I read the day they came out, um, starting with 2000, I think, five, when Stephanie Meyer wrote Twilight. It was, like, so important to me. I had never been into a book the way I was into Twilight. Now, <laughs> looking back... You're like a different person. I know, I know. Looking back, I'm, I would never regret reading them because they were so important to me at the time, but like they were, they're definitely young adult books mm-hmm. and they're not very well-written young mm-hmm. adult books at that. And the movies... I, I'm not even talking about the movies. <laughs> I'm just talking about the books. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, like there was a point where I would go on Stephanie Meyer's blog every day to see her updates on writing each of the next books and she'd post the music that she was listening to that inspired her. And one of the main bands she listened to to inspire her during the writing of all of these books was Muse, Aww. which was my favorite band since I was like eight years old. Yeah. So I just always felt so connected to her too, even though now I'm not a really big fan <laughs> of her at all. I kind of hate her actually. Sam's... Ew. I know, I know. Uh, the next one I wanted to talk about was Little House on the Prairie. I never read that. Um, Neither did I. I. I actually didn't read them myself. This was young enough that my dad read them to me when oh, I was okay. like really, really little. Like probably a toddler was when we started reading them. But they're all true. It's written by Laura Ingalls Wilder. Um, they were all throughout the 30s. I think the first one was Little House in the Big Woods. It came out in 32. Um, and it's about Laura's childhood from 1870 to about 1894 growing up in, like, the American Midwest, and, like, they travel across the prairie and everything. Like, such a hard life, and, like, her sister gets super sick and goes blind and, like, all this horrible stuff, but she's so positive and just describes everything in, like, these, like, beautiful details so it makes you feel like you're in it. And as, like, a four-year-old me, I was just totally enraptured by, like, this woman's life. Especially when I got older and found out she was real. Because, like... I don't know, when I was a toddler, I was just like, oh, this is a story. I don't know. And then later I found out not only was she real, but they made a TV show about it so I could see a visual. And then, like, fast forward to last 
winter, I went to D.C. and got to, like, read handwritten letters by her dad. Aww. By Pa Ingalls. Like, that he, pa. like, the deed to their house and stuff. And I was like, it's Pa's handwriting! <laughs> <laughs> um, and then finally, one that I know probably most people haven't heard of, but I wanted to mention, is called Akiko. Um, it was kind of a graphic novel, but I think later on they changed them into regular books, too. Um, started in 1995 and kind of kept writing through 2004. It was like a comic book series that turned into novels by, um, Mark Crilly. And it was kind of like Baby's first science fiction novel. It was, it followed this Japanese-American girl, Akiko, and she, um gets this collection of weird alien friends, like there's this robot named Gax. This and sounds more like Sam. Yeah, <laughs> and there's this like uh, little floating pink circle, like sphere alien named Pooh. Oh. <laughs> or no, Poog. Poog. Um, and it's just them like traveling to different planets and like solving problems and stuff. And like it's all based on the planet Smoo. And I don't know, it was just, I loved I it so much. That. Yeah. yeah, it was just, it was my first introduction into full science fiction, like, planets and aliens and, like, weird food that doesn't exist and all this different stuff, and I, I loved it. It was so awesome. So, because Woo. we're at the hour mark, I think the best way to do this is we're going to make this a two-parter bonus series. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> and then we'll just do the final question then in part two. Yeah. yeah. So tune in later on this season for part two of this episode. We're going to cover bands and music, and we'll do a final question kind of covering everything we talked about in both this episode and the next one. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye. Until next time.